And this is a Good Story is Hard to Find podcast. Where two Catholic friends talk about the books and movies they love and the traces of the one reality that lie below the surface. Yes, indeed. And and we're going to be dealing somewhat with reality, although I don't know how much reality is really in this movie. <laughs> it's um, all real. It's all Every real. bit of it. That's right. Isn't the it? dish, yeah, the yeah. dish from, I think it was 2000, if I remember right when I looked it up. It is a movie by the same director as The Castle, which is a movie we talked about in uh, year oh, one, if I remember so right. So long ago, yeah. yeah. That was like 300 episodes ago. Mm, four, at least. Four, 1967 is when we talked about <laughs> The Castle. We were in, in advance of the technology. We just kept it on reels all yes. this time. Yep. Right. So this time we're talking about The Dish. And the, the director that we're talking about, his name is Rob Sitch. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And um, I love this movie. It's a very good-hearted movie. Uh, it's fun, funny. Um, what it's about, in a, in a nutshell, is in Parks... Australia. I don't know if they have states in Australia. Is that the right address? <laughs> but there's a town called Parks in Australia. And um, in, in that town, there's a giant uh, radio telescope. And during the Apollo missions, it was used, uh, specifically during Apollo 11, as one of the relay stations uh, that the spacecraft would, would talk through to NASA. And I think even unless it's changed since this movie was made, it's still used today. Yeah, I would believe it. Yeah, it's the largest it radio. Yeah, yeah, it's the largest dish in the southern hemisphere. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that starts you off, so that you know, it's we're not looking at NASA, is it's in the middle of a sheep paddock. Uh huh. Yep. Then and now. That's right. That's but right. I also love this movie, and watching it, it's it's kind of got the perfect mix of so many elements. So when you've got the very human story of these guys who never thought they'd be working with NASA and the sheer importance of what's happening with the moonwalk, because they're going to do Apollo 11. Yeah. And then there's also the, and, and that's hitting everybody in the town. So we see a few different people in the town and, and we've got the slice of life of living in that tiny town mm-hmm. and being in Australia and then they wonderfully mix in all this really evocative music of the time mm. that both reflect what's going on at the moment and also just kind of set the time in your mind perfectly, I thought. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And so, and with all that, and because they're so impressed by the moonwalk, as, as should be, mm-hmm. I mean, but that's the point of the movie is you also pick up that sense of wonder and awe at what man is accomplishing. So it just really kind of ticks every box, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I really like this this worldwide feel, you know, um, of mm. people that were watching this moon landing. You know, th- this was a worldwide thing. And I've heard the, the actual astronauts that were on Apollo 11, you know, they took a little world tour after the thing. Oh. You know, stopped in cities all over the world, and they were they were greeted all the time by people, and uh, the feeling that they got was 
that this was mankind's victory. This was mankind's uh, major accomplishment. You know, it wasn't just the United States. That's the impression that they got from the people that they met oh, that's uh, around neat. the world. Yeah. And it's a neat counterpoint. Well, gosh, um, are we done describing it? <laughs> sure, sure. You bet. That's about it. It's a really nice comedy. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and it, it's, I guess I would say it's, we're shown it mostly through the eyes of Sam Neill, who plays mm. the head of the the group of people who run the Australian, yeah. the parks dish. But we do see other people's points of view. Um, and so one of the people who's working on it, and golly, is his name Mitch? Yeah. Mitch. He's got a chip on his shoulder. About He's the one who positions the dish, but he's got a real chip on his shoulder about NASA coming in and telling us what to do. Like we're a bunch of drongos, hmm. you know, which we know what that means. Yeah. yeah. And so, <laughs> um, so when you're talking about people seeing it as a worldwide um, accomplishment for everybody, it's, it's positioned that way when we hear people talking at the end, too. You know, the actual um, transmissions. Yeah. You know, the one mm-hmm. giant step for mankind and all that kind of thing. And so it's nice to know that that came across because he's struggling just personally with it because this is his job. Yeah. Yeah. And he feels like people are putting him down right. for not yeah. being American, not part of NASA. Yeah. And I liked that, that crew. So you had Sam Neill, who is, uh, his name is Cliff Buxton, and he's in charge of the, the crew, which is only a crew of two people. Yes. But then they added a couple, right? So, so the crew is uh, this guy named Glenn, who is a fairly young, sort of a mathematician type. Mm-hmm. And then this guy, Mitch, who is the mechanical guy who's running the dish around. You know, he's the one, if they need to position a dish, he's the one who kind of drives it, you know? Right. And he's like in charge of all the mechanical systems. And then um, there's the American, um, Al Burnett. Who kind of came off to me like uh, like Clark Kent, kind of, you know? He's, oh, I he's, guess so. You know, dressed in those horn rim glasses and uh, uh, a suit, you know. So it's just like I am American, you know. And Patrick Warburton from The Tick and oh, all that other yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and from a few episodes of Seinfeld, yeah, I just Seinfeld. love him. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And so he was great, and uh, and I liked his character in this too. He didn't, you know, uh, he wasn't, you know, Patrick Warburton's typical character is kind of a big dumb guy. Um, right. This is not who this was. Uh, he was a very competent guy from NASA who was just there to oversee. And then um, the last part of the crew, I guess, is a guy who is the security guard. <laughs> and I can't remember his name. Rudy. Uh, yeah, Rudy. Okay. Yeah, so he's outside, uh, you know, keeping the place safe. And uh, he was hilarious. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, because he knows what he should do, mm-hmm. which is, you know, he's seen movies or TV shows or whatever, so he's got a gun because it's a NASA installation now. Yeah. Who knows yeah. who could be coming to get him? And he's also got his walkie-talkies that no one pays attention to. <laughs> and then he's, except him, and then he's yeah. got his sectors. Right. And he's, you know, A, B, C, D, E. <laughs> and then they go, but I thought this was E. Oh, no, I redid it this morning because he'd forgotten what he <laughs> did. Right. Sector A. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's he's trying hard to, to live up to that level, mm. you know, of yeah. what's needed. Right, right. Which they all are, right? You know, it, it's kind of mm-hmm. neat in that And that's way. what makes it work mm-hmm. is even though Rudy is probably one of the most comic characters, except for the 
the kid who lives next door to the mayor mm. who's going to, he's yeah. in the, we call it ROTC, <laughs> but you know, he's yeah. like in yeah. training for the army or whatever. So right. he, um, he's most broadly comic, but mm-hmm. even Rudy, he's trying to do his best. I mean, they, they put some realism into him. So they're not just caricatures. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, very early in the movie, there's a scene where, a uh, reporter comes to talk to, and he, he's, he was an Australian reporter, I think, um, just came to talk to the crew and mm-hmm. sort of, you know, get their names down and, you know, uh, getting their statistics or whatever. And then he, he pauses and he says, you know, this is really an amazing thing. You know, th- is it amazing that the United States has spent billions of dollars to try to send a guy to the moon and, uh, now they're counting on you guys, you know, and, uh, they all kind of looked at each other, you know, it was like, you know, are you, you could take that a couple of ways, you know, are you slamming us or, or what, you know? And then the, the American guy says, we're fully capable of handling this burden. And then, um, the reporter asked Sam Neill, isn't this amazing? You know, yeah. Really? then it becomes clear what he's saying. He's like, right. isn't this neat? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. And then Sam Neill says, yeah, yeah, it is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it would be, you know, that's just a, an incredible opportunity. So, um, but yeah, but really what they're doing, they're just relaying the, the, uh, signals from, uh, the Apollo 11 to, uh, NASA, you know, when, when it can be seen from the Southern hemisphere, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. From their side of the planet. So, and that's why they only need, you know, really the three people mm-hmm. plus Patrick Warburton's there or um, whatever his name is, Al. He's there to coordinate with NASA in case something's going wrong. Yeah. You can get through that yeah. kind of thing. And um, then you see also the people of the town, a few of the people, especially the mayor and his wife. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. the, the mayor ma- is obviously mm. one of these guys who he's a well-meaning and probably competent guy, but he's kind of also overwhelmed just by the thought of walking on the moon. And then also that we're doing this here. <laughs> this is really neat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and he, he was talked to by a couple of people. It, it happened more than once where they said, yeah, it's, you know, you get to brown nose and stuff with the prime <laughs> minister. And he was like, no, 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 that's not what this is about. <laughs> you know, he was pretty adamant saying that yeah. twice. You know, he was, was, he was worried about being perceived as that's what he was doing. He was like, no, I'm not, you know. Well, and it was to his assistant always. And his mm. assistant was always leaping to, yeah, this and this and this. And he goes, no, <laughs> no, it's about being part of this bigger thing that's yeah, going on. Right. Oh, right. yeah, that too. That too. the assistant. <laughs> yeah, they, they are landing on the moon. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, because uh, he's getting into it, talking to his little boy about it. Mm. And that's a character that maybe I noticed this time more than the others. The And he's the stereotypic science crazy kid, hmm. just a normal kid, but just so into it that he knows every detail about yeah, it. Yeah. So he'll say, well, now the ox, they're, they're, they're full of hydrogen or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> the father's like... Oh no! And he goes, "No, that's good. They yeah. want it to be. That's the fuel." Oh, all yeah. right. Yeah. And so he knows all the details. And when they're taking off, I guess he knows he's saying the commands before NASA's saying them because he knows mm. all the sequence. And that made me think so much, Scott, of uh, my husband and what he might have been like then, and mm. you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was. The, yeah, I was. I was that definitely that type. I would watch. For me, it was the space shuttle. That's what I was going on okay. when I was growing up. 
Right. You know, I even have a, an autograph of John Young and I think it was Robert Crippen who were the first, the first ones in a space shuttle. Oh, neat. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, you're right. That was that was the kind of kid I was. <laughs> yeah. Watching the launches whenever I could, but you know, TV wasn't as good now as is it. Or as, it wasn't as good then as it was now. It would have to be on, like, CBS would have to carry it, you know, for me to see it. Mm, but now mm-hmm. now we could always see it, you know? Yes. In fact, now it's like I'm re- reliving that all over again with SpaceX, you know, uh, this, uh, uh, what is it, Elon Musk. Yes. Running his launches and stuff. It's just, whenever that's on, I try to watch it. It's just great. Oh. I'm aware. (laughs) And I'm aware doubly. Yeah. I really wish Mm -hmm. uh, you and my husband really need to connect because (laughs) every time something happens, he's Uh like, did you see? And I'm like, what? (laughs) They landed. They they landed it again and they did it three times or something. And I was like, oh. Oh my god. But I thought they'd been landing. He's like, but not like this. (laughs) I was kind of like the mayor father. Didn't you tell me they landed it before? (laughs) Yeah. But this is different. Oh man. You know, and then I get an email from you. Hey, hey, guess what? <laughs> like, yeah, that's super, you guys. That awesome. uh, <laughs> Too fun. Oh, that's, I'm like, that's the, great. I'm more like the mayor's wife in her uh-huh. lemon. Oh, going. that's fun. Yep, elbows off the table, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's funny. She said that right after she said, "Oh, there are much more important things going on in the world." Hey, get your elbows off the table. <laughs> <laughs> to the to the daughter who's yeah. the stereotypic rebellious oh daughter who she's dying to yeah. rebel. Oh man, she's wearing all the right clothes. She's got the paisley <laughs> and all the stuff, but she's oh. stuck in parks, Australia, where nobody'll even take her seriously enough oh, to listen man. to her. Yeah, and she just says ridiculous things. Well, uh. and it kind of works because those types are are stereotypes for a reason. You know, mm. they're characters we recognize because yeah. those people are out there. Yeah. And we've yeah. all been them or come across them. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, and the poor daughter, I really felt, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she couldn't wait to get out of there. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah. No question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, as I, was, oh, I loved, I loved all the townspeople was, were fun, you know, and then the, the prime minister, you <laughs> know, he, he says, oh, I just got off the phone with the president. And he said he was thanking me for uh, the use of our equipment. And what the heck is he even talking about? You know? <laughs> so, the, so the guy, uh, his assistant tells him what's going on. And then the next time we see the prime minister, he's he's in parliament or whatever, however it works in Australia, right? Uh, it, yeah. it looked a lot like the English system to me where he's, mm-hmm. you know, doing prime minister questions or whatever. And he's telling the whole, you know, Congress or parliament what uh, – you know, that I'm going to go to parks and I'm going to uh, see this firsthand, but we're a vital, Australia is a vital piece of what's going on with Apollo 11. And um, we're proud to have yeah. facilitated this and yeah. like you knew about it all along. Right, right. Of course. And then, yeah, off he goes down to, to parks and, um, you know, the mayor gets him. So you have that. You have, oh, and an American ambassador goes to parks, <laughs> and, and the uh, prime minister goes to parks for all this stuff. So, so yeah, the mayor, you're, you're seeing all that kind of drama play out at the same time while the guys, just the few guys in the dish, are just trying to keep everything running, you know. And uh, that was exciting stuff for me. I, I loved it. You know, so they had a... Oh, yeah, yeah, because... um, They were having issues. (laughs) Well, and they would have issues, but there were all the kinds of things that would normally come up. Sure, You know, like, 
Al uh, is looking at the figures in the book, and he says, well, somebody changed all these. Mm, yeah. And Glenn, yeah, I did. <laughs> well, but why? Well, th- they were wrong. Mm-hmm. But why were they wrong, yeah. says Cliff, who knows how to keep it going. Oh, well, because they did it for the Northern Hemisphere, not the right. Southern Hemisphere. So there's all the things that no one's ever had to think about before. You know, so we've seen NASA when we watched Apollo 13, um, we saw them in crisis mode and they're having to figure things out. And Mm. in this sense, this is another look at it from a different point of view, not NASA, but parks right? where they're having to adjust and figure things out. And sometimes because there's a big emergency, like a huge wind or something, (laughs) but sometimes human error. Mm. And that's when you see what people are really like and what's how they've connected or haven't connected and the quality of, of the human interactions that matters to all this stuff too. Right. Right. How are you part of a team? Essentially. Yeah. And that, that was an aspect that I really noticed a lot, you know, was, you know, Cliff Buxton, Sam Neill playing him. He was just terrific. You Mm -hmm. know, like you, like you just said, you know, he knew how to keep the conversation rolling. You know, he would, he would, even when the crisis was on, he was trying to, get the information out of the people trying to stop people from interrupting, you know, just like, okay, finish what you were saying so I can understand it. You mm-hmm. know, when he's trying to make decisions. And I really liked, um, you know, this guy you were talking about, Mitch, who really had a problem with NASA because he felt small with NASA. Right. And there was this conversation where Sam was like, NASA's really just a bigger us, you know, yeah. Look at this. If you could just look at this correctly, you know, look at what's happening here. He said, you know, we're about to walk on the moon and you're sitting here bitching about all this stuff. <laughs> Please, you know, just, just stop it. You know? Yeah, get some perspective. Get some perspective. Right. But he's just like NASA. Yeah, they're big, but they're just us. They're us, but bigger, you know, and, and. To see him like that was what he needed, and um, there was a, a thing that made me laugh later. And I haven't decided if Mitch knew what he was doing or not. But he said, "Yeah, I just had a, a long talk with Al, the guy from the United States, and uh, you, Cliff, you really need to give him a break or give him a chance." And I, I watched it twice that little part because I'm like, "Is he joking or is he really saying that?" You know, and I, I couldn't tell. Oh, Mitch, I felt like he was serious. Yeah, I felt it never like he was serious. He never smiled. So I guess that's my conclusion, too. Yeah, yeah. I just think he... Yeah. For, for Mitch, I don't think... You know, when you're from that small town, even though they have whatever skills they have, it's very clear they're from a, a limited perspective on the world. Mm, yeah. And Mitch hadn't come across anyone like Al. And right. Al's very different from all those people. Not because, like you said, he's like Clark Kent, mm-hmm. super nice guy, but he's got the authority because he's also got the responsibility to report to NASA. And so he says things, but he doesn't bother, especially saying please and thank you and let's have a cup of tea. Mm. He's not being bossy. Yeah. But if you're if you already have your internal point of view, then he's insufferable. <laughs> Whereas right, then they right. sit down and they have breakfast together, and he's like, oh yeah. You know, all these guys with their degrees, but, you mm. know, this one guy I know who's from a one-horse town in Ohio, <laughs> that's who everyone admires. And, of course, he's talking about Neil Armstrong, but he's letting some personal experience as, you know, I'm one of the guys at NASA, too. Mm. And yep. they're also, you know, educated in this and that. 
Right, right. And so that Mitch, and so I, I, and I don't know about the little comment that Mitch made, but you can see Mitch's horizon suddenly kind of both expanding and contracting. They're mm. not so foreign. Right, right. But wow, even out there, it's like that. Yeah, and then he became part of this big thing. Yeah. You know? And and uh, and when they, they had a problem with wind, right? Mm-hmm. It was funny that it was... he. You, I was under the impression that Mitch was going to say, we need to shut all this off. Yeah, yeah. And then instead he said, no, we're landing on the moon. We need to move this dish. You know, and uh, that surprised me after everything that he had said right leading up to that. And yeah. I was like, well, yeah, that's you great. Know, and I hadn't thought about it this way until you just said that because... Everybody who reacts, of course, Al, when the big wind comes up, this is the huge climax of the winds are so strong that the dish can collapse and everyone could be crushed underneath it. Mm, yeah. Um, and so people will go to the moon, but no one will see it, but they'll still have done it. It's like every other thing that's ever happened. <laughs> it, you know, Columbus, yeah. no one took a picture. Right, right. Or whoever you want to talk about. And, yeah. but they, they, so Al's on board. Cliff doesn't know. He's worried about, you know, there's five lives here. But Glenn quotes Cliff back to himself. Mm -hmm. He says, sometimes you've just got to take a risk. Yeah. Which is what Cliff had told him about asking out the most beautiful girl in town. (laughs) Who That's the most adorable courtship ever. And we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And then, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then Mitch says, but this is science's chance to be daring, which Mm. is what Cliff had told him too, because that's, kind of what his wife had told him, right, Cliff's wife right. had told him. Yep. And so what you see is his leadership is coalescing in a way he didn't expect in the <laughs> team that they're kind of taking, here's the heart of what you've been teaching us all this time. We're going to reflect it back at you because you now need to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess is the essence That's of a marvelous. good team, right? Right. That's marvelous. Yeah. 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 And I liked how you, so you're talking about Glenn and that courtship. That was like a mirror image, right, mm-hmm. of what they were going through as a town and as a group, you know. Oh, so they're so yeah. It, yeah. So he's you know he's all nervous and he can't ask her out and all this stuff and and that's the way everybody was feeling. You know, this is giant NASA, and we're this little nervous group of people, and um, you know. So I, I liked what what did he say? Um, that you know he said my wife said that. Uh, regret is worse than failure or something. I can't remember right. the exact words, but you said, yeah, re- regret is something to be feared more than failure. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Glenn says, gosh, I <laughs> wish somebody would tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff's like, just pats him on the shoulder and we're like, uh-huh. Yeah, he said, God bless you, man. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah, was that's so what it nice. God yeah. bless you. God bless you, Glenn. <laughs> That was so awesome. But that's really what they were going through as a town and then as a group dealing with NASA was the same thing. And then as he became more confident and finally asked her out, it was like the team became competent at the same time and, you know, competent and confident to Mm -hmm. uh, do what they had to do. And um, and that was fun. And and the the other thing um, that I really noticed that I loved was – when um, they lost power, right? And they didn't mm-hmm. have backup generator due to human error. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, so they lost all their stuff that they had, all the calculations. 
and they and they were recalculating it all as fast as they could. And then um, finally, when the moon comes up over the horizon, there, you know, it was Al, I think, yeah, the Patrick mm-hmm. Warburton who says, you know, we could just point the thing at the moon. <laughs> <laughs> you want a fixed point? I know where they're going. They're yeah. going to the moon. To what the about moon. that? Yeah, so forget all these calculations. Let's point it that way and uh, start there. And um, yeah, and it, it, you know that was the solution. So it's like, you know, in all their nervousness and everything, they were trying to be NASA. And in their, uh, in their moment of clarity, it was like, you're going to be yourselves. And just mm-hmm. pointed at that thing in the sky. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're going to be within a few degrees exactly. of the moon. Exactly, and then you're going to make it work. You know, and and everybody had their role. They turned it to the, you know to the to there, and you know everybody was at their station. And next thing you know, they solved it, and um, it was awesome. I enjoyed it. Well, yeah, yeah that was a great moment um, mm-hmm. because. They didn't want to tell NASA they totally messed up. For sure. No, not NASA even Al. And that was like when Al joined the group, right? Right. Because like, he's like, yeah, they I'm make mistakes. That. You can tell them this stuff happens all the time. And they're like, but they're not Parks Australia. Okay, guys. Oh, yeah. We already feel stupid. We already feel like we're the lesser brother. Right. You know, we have a chip on our shoulder. And we're going to prove that we're not. Yeah, yeah. We want to show we're just as good. And it's funny thing because... That is not the attitude that you see from the mayor's wife or the lady who's organizing the dance that they put on for when the ambassador shows <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. But they are they are all just putting their best foot forward. And, you know, they've got their new clothes and they're roasting lamb for dinner. And they're, you know, they've got the local band who is doing, you know, like, oh, no, you're not playing Jimi Hendrix. You're playing, you know, Mm -hmm. Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass, uh, the Tijuana (laughs) Taxi. I know that song, by the way. And uh, I was like, oh, it's that song. But um, anyway, um, and it doesn't seem to occur to those people that their best is not going to be good enough. It's because whatever they do is going to be what it is. You know, mm, my mm. dance is, it's the dance I know how to put on. We're doing the best job. They're not having to be checked against something else the way that the guys at the dish are having to be checked against NASA, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the guy, mm. the people who are coming to visit the town understand that. Hmm. The ambassador is very gracious. I mean, and he's not obviously gracious. He's just taking it as it comes at the dance and, you know, at the church and yeah. everywhere they go. He's just very genuine. Mm-hmm. And um, the prime minister, the same way, although he's obviously almost a caricature American style of what you'd think an Australian prime minister is. He's he's very much a man of the people, shall uh-huh. we say. I love the line yeah. of, and here's a language a, a warning uh, uh-huh. for those who might, but mm-hmm. so when he's like, talking to the mayor who might get a chance for political advancement because of this. And he goes, well, you know what they say in the party, don't fuck up. And the mayor goes, and he goes, no, and that's it. (laughs) That's it. Yep. Okay. Got it. The mayor looks kind of taken aback. Oh, all right. It's like, what have I done? Yeah. Yeah. What have I got myself into? Yeah. 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 That was, that was great too. And another great moment uh, between the mayor and the prime minister was they just watched the moon landing. Mm-hmm. And the last word the mayor had was, it was too windy to deal with the dish. Mm. So 
they're just going to be backups, you know, or or they really weren't even going to be part of it. Just they were part of the team, Till but not time, an active yeah. part. Yeah, they're on the bench. So, um, but then he gets the note that says, "All those things just came through our dish," and uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know, that's bloody awesome." However, <laughs> however he said it, yeah, right. And then the uh, you know the prime minister says, "Cheers to Parks." Yeah, and that was. Yeah. So everybody got what they wanted. It was nice. Yeah, yeah really it was. Well, and the thing I liked is Cliff had kept calling the mayor to update him on stuff. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have to. He didn't but have he knew to. How at much all. it meant yeah. to him. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. 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 That's a that's really good to to know. Yeah, he that. wanted him to know that. Yeah, he did. You know. Yeah, and I, he I, even he even reached out to the to the guy, the security guard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well the done, whole Rudy. world is just like this is the most incredible thing. You know, everybody's just overwhelmed and, you know, the security guard just gets on there and says, good job, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he, um, they showed, I thought, a surprising amount of footage from the moon oh, landing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And which, not a bad thing, but I mm. think it shows some of the time that they spend in the movie. It's not slow at all. Yeah. But it's not zipping things around like these days. They might have just shown a few clips to give us the idea and then move back to the story. And this kind of sat with the moon landing for a while. Yeah. You got to really see it. And then every so often they just show different people's faces closing in and closing in on them. And you got to that sense of awe and wonder. Right. You know, um, it was, it was, those were nice moments. I felt proud again and true to the spirit of the movie. I wasn't going, yeah, USA. Right. I was like, this is just astounding. Right. Yeah, just amazing. So, yeah. yeah, it did a good job for taking you back to all that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, and to have them, you know, to have that pop up on their TV screen, I mean, that just had to have been amazing. It was like, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, yeah. And they took time to explain how 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 could, you know, that, that's one of the things that the people who believe that it was fake. <laughs> how could yeah. you possibly have footage of Neil Armstrong climbing down that ladder? Yeah. Well, it's pretty easy, actually. <laughs> yeah, you put up this little thing and you flip it out. <laughs> yeah, so they were talking about how Neil Armstrong would, uh, as soon as he got out, he pulled this thing, which which put the camera out. It extended the camera out from the, yeah. the thing. So, but how? What an incredible thing that would have been! I just can't, you know, just amazing. You know, oh. I'm in awe all the time of our. You know, pictures, you know, we're driving around on Mars, you know, and and we're taking pictures of Pluto. I mean, I Mm -hmm. love that stuff. I follow all that stuff. And, um, man, but there's just something about a person. You know, the robotic stuff is really cool. But, man, to have a person walking around on the moon is is just absolutely amazing. We're almost 50 years. It's 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. So we're recording this in May of 2019. And have, you know, Martian colonies by now. But I think so. Yeah. And that was was partly, yeah, it was Nixon. Um, (sighs) Darn it. Because, yeah, NASA did actually go to him and say, okay, the next step is this. So we should keep going to the moon. We should uh, start working on figuring out how to get to Mars. Mm -hmm. But instead, he went with, you know, he just redirected NASA to this uh the space shuttle which is a it's something that could go nowhere it was really cool that it was reusable and everything but you can't go anywhere with it it's a low orbit right 
You can deploy satellites with it, it, it very expensively. <laughs> it's like the most expensive way to deploy a satellite is the space shuttle. Yeah. So um, anyway, but that's where he directed NASA. That was his decision is my understanding. Ah, so NASA wasn't directed to do that. So they didn't. It wasn't their Another decision. Yeah. Government agency. Right. It was a government thing. And then there was all, you know, other presidents have said, you know, well, how, you know, some of them, how can we pursue this stuff while, you know, we're still having social issues and all that kind of thing. And, you know, we're, but anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole. I better stop. <laughs> well, no, because yeah. what I, what I've been thinking of while we've been talking is a, a movie that it would probably be hard for us to talk about. Cause there's not, well, I guess there's as much there as there is in this movie really, but uh, the Martian. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got the teamwork. You have mm. everybody trying to do something that seems impossible. Sometimes you have, you know, the inspiration of the person who's achieving something and, I think of Al saying in the dish, you know, I just want to see that footprint on the moon. And these days, a lot of the thinking is, I feel like people would go, we shouldn't be dominating these things, you know? Mm. And I'm like, and, and I could be wrong, but I just, you know, there's so much pushback against that sort of thing. And I'm thinking, but what this is celebrating is what we can do when we work together and live up to our full potential. Yeah, you know? I agree. And I think that mankind needs something to root for. And I think yeah. that this is something like that. You know what I mean? For, yeah, we need for, those for the world to be looking at something as this is humanity doing this. Right. Would be very helpful right now. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, to, to have some kind of an international effort to uh, explore. That's yeah. we've done that, you know, for all of eternity, right? <laughs> Since humans existed, that has been something that we do. Yeah, whether it's as a, you know, village or a country or, mm-hmm. you know, cooperating in different ways, that's Yeah. It it helps us all to be better when we have to be part of a team like that. Mm-hmm. Because we all have such different skills. Yeah. But we can all learn from each other and complement each other. Mm-hmm. And yeah, of course, sometimes that goes wrong and we're set at loggerheads. But when it works, it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And what it makes me think, hold on, I've almost got it, is there's a quote from Interstellar, mm. which wasn't a favorite movie of mine or anything. But at one point, Coop, played by Matthew McConaughey, says, we used to look up and wonder at our place in the stars. Now we look down and worry about our place in the dirt. Hmm. And I always felt that was Christopher Nolan's personal comment Uh, on Mm -hmm. mankind. Now, in in the context of that movie, which we're wandering astray, but, you know, there's been um, environmental problems and disasters, and so people are just doing the best they can. But... And it's kind of pushed space exploration forward in trying to alleviate this problem. But that's fairly early on. Hmm. And I was like, that's how I feel now. That must be how NASA feels some. It, it must. When, it must. Yeah. When yeah. look look what they did and in such a short time. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you know, another thing that I would say is we've lost – there's something that's happened to our government as a whole where we've lost the ability to do things like this. I, I really believe that personally, um, hmm. because and the reason that I say that is because look at what SpaceX is doing. You know yeah. when uh, you know for for some reason there is this frozen 
there, there's something frozen about government um, that, you know, like the space shuttle, for example. I mean, that, that was just so incredibly expensive mm-hmm. and, um, you know, so incredibly complex. And then we have SpaceX, who is now doing incredibly complex things that it seems like NASA wouldn't have ever attempted. It would have never got past, you know, like the safety room or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, you know, what are you talking about? We're going to land these, you know, uh, you know, so, so you, you have, it's just pulled into this private sector, which is a shame, you know, uh, you know, cause, cause the private sector needs to show a profit stuff. So they're, they're getting the satellites up in the air now. So now they're starting to bring money in, but to convince everybody to do the outlay, to well, get to where he was today, Elon Musk, I mean, that's an amazing thing. And he's trying to do the same thing with the electric cars and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, NASA has not spent that much money over the entire course of its existence compared to a lot of other things. And, um, but that, that's just my personal opinion as a, as an electrical engineer guy, you know, who's done some projects. Um, <laughs> y- you, there are, when I, I, my first job out of college was with the government and it was incredibly slow moving. You know, you'd have to have a, uh, th- th- there were just lots of meetings and stuff, right? Right. But, but then when you, when I got to the private sector, suddenly things were moving much quicker and it's not that they were not safe. You know, safety is always the first concern, but the mindset was different and, you know, you could proceed much quicker because everybody needed you to. Whereas in the government, it wasn't like that. Well, yeah. And so I'm thinking, not having any of that experience, but I agree. And in the sense that maybe this shows I'm a full-blown capitalist because you're saying it's too bad that it's just capitalism right now, capitalists doing this and private business and all this. And I'm thinking, but that's how a lot of stuff has been done. I mean, you see a lot of exploration, say, when America was discovered and all that. It was funded by governments, but they were hoping for some return on it. Yeah, Nobody ever yeah. does anything without having a big goal, like beat the Russians in the Cold War, mm-hmm. or they will be ahead of us and we will all be in peril. So you're in fear for your lives at that point, plus whatever else is going on. Or what am I going to get out of it? There's potential right. out there. What 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 is happening? And so the balance comes in and can you do it responsibly? You know, can you not, um, you know, be awful to, you know, like, can you be good to the environment? Can you do all mm-hmm. this stuff? But I think private business a lot of times is set up better. And sometimes they may get irresponsible and government has to step in or somebody rein it back a little but they're going to have their eye on the prize. They're going to have people who are willing to put the money out there, people of vision. And whether we like them personally or not, think of all the visionaries who brought this country to where it is now. Hmm. You know, you've got, um, they're called the robber barons, and some of the things they did weren't great, but some of the things that were accomplished yeah. were astounding. Hmm. Yeah, so and everybody I, I, wasn't awful right. when they did it. I agree. Just, yeah, I agree with you. Eye, you know, so. so just so I'm clear, um, I I don't disagree with anything that you said there. The reason that I was saying it's too bad is mm-hmm. because of you know it's like what could the profit motive be in going to Mars? 
for example. Oh, yeah. It, it's like, how could you justify as a private company expending what you need to expend to go to Mars? To me, that would be a NASA-driven thing. Oh, uh, right? yeah. And, and, it, and so, but that's what I'm saying. So I know that there's already talk about... Um, hey, is there anything we can do on the moon or something that's profitable, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think uh, Bezos was even talking about some of that. Um, but, you know, to explore, just to explore, is something that a private company really can't do. There, there would have to be a reason, you know, some type of something that they see as a, as a benefit, right? And true, that's because you're right. That does go back to the government's funding things, like you know the English government mm -hmm. uh, sending and Spanish and French and everybody going yeah. explore America, see what's there. Can we do right. something with that? Yeah, exactly. We, we've got extra money. And, well, and NASA used to be like that, right? It, it seems to me that in yeah. Well, of course, you know when uh, when Kennedy says, "Hey, we're going to go to the moon before the decade's out," and um, now NASA is becomes this sprightly, quick moving company-like thing, right? Where they're like, you know, okay, we're going to try to hit this goal. And that's amazing. I don't think you can do that with NASA today just because I feel that the government, that there's so much regulation, there's so much um, worry about uh, things like environment and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say mm -hmm. that that's all bad or anything like that. But, but there is so much stuff pulling it down that for it to spring ahead is really difficult. But then you have like a little startup company like SpaceX mm -hmm. and they're sprinting forward. You know, they're making NASA look like they're not doing anything, you know, and, and the reason that they're like that is because the mindset is totally different. You know, that, By the way, mm -hmm. NASA, I love you. I yes, know you're I not do. listening. <laughs> I know you want to do all this stuff. I know it. I know way. it. And in fact, <laughs> I, think, I think that what's happening right now is that NASA, again, is getting refocused on trying to go to Mars. Mm -hmm. While perhaps things like SpaceX and uh, I forget what Bezos's company, yeah. they're going to be basically in, taking over the launches, right? Because they're doing it oh, way, okay. way more it. cheaply than NASA has ever done. Right. You know, sending satellites to space and stuff. So NASA can actually get out of that mm -hmm. and uh, just refocus their efforts on something more directed. That's totally cool. And I hope that that's what's happening. But. Um, that's my understanding anyway. Well, and, and all so, of the robotic stuff that NASA's doing too has been absolutely awesome and amazing. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. It's 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 big it's, government. It's big low cost. Boo <laughs> holding down NASA. Um yeah. well something else I wanted to mention though, and that kind of ties in with all this stuff, because um and we talked about this when we talked about Apollo thirteen, but it's it's that emphasis, too, and this is what you've been talking about, is, you know, Kennedy, he says, we choose to go to the moon not because it is easy, mm -hmm. but because it is hard. Yeah. And I think as a government and as a culture, we have lost that idea that here's this thing, can I do it? It's hard. And you'll still see it. But, you know, the overall culture is I need a safe place at my campus so my feelings don't get hurt when I hear something I don't like. <laughs> or, um, you know, all the, you know, the kind of playgrounds that they make now. They all look the same because all the government regulations are you have to have this so no one hurts themselves falling down or they don't break an arm or they whatever. Don't get me wrong. I don't want people mm -hmm. to be insulted. I don't want all this stuff. But, you know, the fact that I felt like I had to say that right mm -hmm. there, that's our culture. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. 
But right Mm -hmm. here, this is the thing of because it's hard. And it used to be you'd get a knight would get sent out to do something because you're our most lofty knight or our most doughty knight. You can do it. This is a sign of honor that we give you this hard thing to do. Yeah. And this kind of goes back to um, to pull it back into the Catholic part of it. I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, wow, I am so easy on myself. Hmm. I go, oh, I don't want to sacrifice this thing, even if it's just going to help a virtuous muscle grow hmm. or, you know, and cut down on some sin somewhere because, you know, I enjoy this. So I'm going to half-ass it. I'll do the easy part of it. I'm not going to go all in on this. And I don't mean, you know, something super extreme, mm-hmm. but there are things, you know, the fasting, the almsgiving, the prayer, the, all the things that in our everyday life we have opportunities for, where do I give myself an out for, I will snap at this person. I will do this thing. I won't hold myself to the higher standard. And yet that's the standard we're being held to. Right. We do it because it's hard because being the hard thing is what helps us turn into something better. Yeah. That, does and that hold together? You no, know, it, it totally holds together because that's what Glenn is being told too. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's a it's a vulnerability right. thing too. It's like you you need to put yourself in a spot where you have potential failure. Yeah. That's you have vulnerability. To take a risk. That's vulnerability, right? You've got to right. you've got to put yourself out there. Otherwise, right. what are we doing here? Right. right. And that's what Sam Neill was trying to tell Glenn. You yeah. Know, and what the, the, you know, and again, if you extend that to the town, to the group dealing with NASA and, and all this stuff that we're talking about, but you're right. We're, we need to get out there. We need to be out there. Yeah. Yeah. So as people and as, you know, a country, right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, yeah, it, it's motivating. It's uplifting. Yeah. Right. And it's super fun. I mean, you know, they this movie catches that feel, that small town feel. Like, I love it. You only see her a few times, but the lady who runs the local bar, I guess, or restaurant or what a cafe, whatever it is. Yeah. And she's talking about big doings <laughs> to the mayor. And she goes, people came in yesterday wanting pretzels. <laughs> and the mayor shakes his head and he goes, it's a whole new world. <laughs> Some Americans oh, were in town. <laughs> oh, I love it. There, there was this. There was this moment where Glenn, they kind of uh, his group kind of pushed Glenn in front of this girl that he really, the, the yes. girl he really likes, and he's like, "Explain this to her." You know, she, oh, yeah. she was asking, "You know, why why are there two telescopes?" You know, so he's like, "Okay, so there's this basketball, right? It's got a it's got a <laughs> valve, and there's another valve on the other side." And the other guy is just you know giving him heck, you know, saying. Uh, yeah, but a basketball only has one valve, you know, anyway, it's funny, <laughs> but she got it right. But then yeah. later in the movie, that same lady, I'm pretty sure it was that same lady. They were, they were showed her a couple times explaining to a group of women what's going on. Oh no, it was and someone else. Was That's it someone what made else? It great. She, okay. it was an older lady. Oh, okay. So she had told <laughs> other people. She was explaining it so wrong, but terribly. it was so funny. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> There's yeah. two, she knew there needed to be two valves, so she was talking about two basketballs yeah, and somehow reflects and stops all confused because even she can see this is not logically working in yeah. any way. And they're going to bounce off this basketball and go on to that basketball. Right. Going to oh, bounce man. off this valve and then, wait, yeah. hold on a minute. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Speaking of just the human things in the movie, I love the dynamic between the mayor and his wife. Hmm. 
She is, they clearly, um, he never resents anything she does and she's never being pushy. She's just being herself. Mm. So he'll be telling a joke and they show this several times to a big bunch of people and she'll walk in and just tell the punchline <laughs> and go, no, honey, I need you to come over here for a minute. <laughs> let's all go into lunch or let's oh do whatever. And he'll be walking behind her repeating the punchline going, just so funny, repeating the <laughs> which he was going to give, oh, you know? Yeah. And, um, and she uh, she tells his secrets to everybody. Yeah, I that, mean, that and we was... see it time. And at mm. one point, he goes, "Can you keep a secret?" She goes, "No." <laughs> she goes, no because, I can't. Oh, well, then everything's going <laughs> yeah. great. She says, that "Oh, was, okay." Mm, she scolds his manners in front funny. of everyone. Yeah, yeah. And so, but he loves her. Mm-hmm. You know, she walks into the kitchen and she's reading the paper, and they just look at each other, and their eyes meet, and they smile at each <laughs> other. Or he pulls her onto his lap mm-hmm. and talks about how, how you know, it's like, oh, but nobody has a bit of this, you know. <laughs> and um, anyway, yeah. it's yeah. just. Uh, really funny. It's, yeah. They're a sweet couple, funny and sweet yeah. at the same time. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It was a hoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, bo- that boy, like you mentioned, I really liked him. And I don't think we've said much about his daughter. No. Um, but that, that, that was. She was rebellious. Yeah. She, yeah. Was, she was super rebellious and. Um, and then that neighbor <laughs> kid, you know, who just wouldn't give up, you know, yes. um, but that was fun too, you know, yeah, cause a- the daughter was, in fact, you, you almost see that she, it's like the reporters today, which will try to flip the conversation so they can bring up something controversial and catch <laughs> you on camera. And yeah. she, you know, it's, and finally everybody gets to where they're just. They're making fun of her, but it's in a very gentle way. Mm. So she's saying something about like, oh, they're having everybody over to dinner or, you know, the two top people at the dish over to Sunday lunch, I guess. And she goes, oh, and do the people in India get to watch? (laughs) And isn't it Al who says, yes, but it's really hard on the one team. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, Which you she, don't expect, but they've all had it with her, yeah, you know. Yeah, she asked Al if it was being funded by the CIA. Oh, that's it. And he says, not completely. That was it. <laughs> that was it. She goes, really? He goes, no. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, she's yeah. taking all the stuff she's read about or heard about somewhere, because there's no internet or anything, of course. It's just dribble, dribbled mm. down to her. And she's trying to apply it to all this stuff, and it it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> None of it makes any sense at all. Mm-hmm. But uh but yeah, she was fun. Yeah. Also the the thing that never hit me, and I've probably seen this about five or six times, we saw it in the movies when it came oh, out. Oh nice. Um is it's funny to think of them waiting to walk on the moon until the TV signal's coming through. <laughs> it is. He's, he's flipped yeah. it out and he's like, anything? And they're like, no, nothing. Hold on. <laughs> and, and they're the ones trying to get the signal in. And it's not a moment of crisis. It's just the moon's not up high enough yet mm-hmm. because they're coming on really early. And, you know, all these things. So they're doing all these things to try and enhance the signal and everything. And they're like, okay, well, just let me know. I'll just hang out on this top step. It's, not exactly said that way, but that's the essence. And I went, I didn't think about them timing it that way. Oh, man. I'm used to football games and stuff, but not <laughs> the moonwalk. Yeah. And it was weird how, uh, and I'm, you know, this was true stuff, but they landed on the moon. You know, so they just went through this incredibly nerve-wracking thing. They get landed yeah. on the moon. It's like, okay, what now? Okay, now it's the sleep period. <laughs> you guys should be <laughs> yeah, well these rested. These guys are going to go to sleep after that. <laughs> And then, um, yeah, and then Armstrong says, you know what? 
if we get sleep, we're going to go outside. Yeah. You we know, can't let's, let's push sleep. this up. Yeah. Yeah. This is not happening. Yeah. We cannot that was sleep. just crazy schedule. But I know. I just think that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it is cool that, uh, yeah. But yeah, in Apollo 11, I mean, gosh, that was amazing. You know, I think about Michael Collins too. So Michael oh, Collins, guy. yeah, he was the guy that was stayed up in the air, right? While the, yeah. he was in the other thing. But can you imagine being him alone <laughs> on the I far side of, of the moon? It's like the only person in, or the first person in history to be alone, completely out of the sight of everything yeah. that he's ever known. That must have been just incredible. I never thought about that. Yeah, and it was every time he orbited the moon, there was like a 35-minute time where he could not see the earth and yeah. could not talk to anybody because wow. he was on the far side of the moon. <laughs> just wow. just awesome, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and then every Apollo since then, all the way, what they, they did uh, through Apollo 17 okay. minus Apollo 13 that didn't make it, right. you know, didn't land. Um, uh, they all had one guy by the, by himself on the mm. far side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never thought about that. There'd be some some thoughts happening there, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi! Can you guys hear me now? This is great. Hello, 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 hey, hello. <laughs> what, what's been happening since I've yeah. been gone? It's been thirty five minutes. Is anything different? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just my God. Maybe not though, because I think now we're so used to so much stimulation all the time. Right. People right. are a lot more used to a little silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can play some music. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Which we mentioned the music, and it's uh-huh. amazing. And yes. I just want to say it might be the best rendition of our national anthem that I've ever heard. Agreed. From that little that band. That band was so good. Would you play some at the end <laughs> I for will. everybody? I will. Okay. You well, then we you. won't. We'll let you just soak that in. <laughs> That's right. I love yeah. it. It was too good. It, too good. It was a bit of a joke, but it was a, <laughs> an accurate one, I think. Very fun. All right. Well,. I love the movie. Is there anything else we'd like to bring no, up? I think no. that I'm good. so glad you picked it. I oh, good. hadn't mm-hmm. watched it in some time and you remember mm-hmm. the big stuff, but I was watching it and I remembered a lot of it, but it was just it's such a pleasing whole. Mm, I agree. You know, a whole thing. And I just thought, you know, I think this could be a desert island movie. Or as nice. you say, for the mm-hmm. pool room. For the pool room, yeah. Yeah. Comes from the same director. So I, I looked up Roger Ebert's review, and I'd love to read just a, a couple oh, of lines. Please. Right at the end of his review, he says, um, Recent Hollywood comedy has tilted toward vulgarity, humiliation, and bathroom humor. Sometimes I laugh at them, even a lot, but I don't feel this good afterward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with that sentiment. It's just perfect. Yeah, or even during it. I Mm -hmm. mean, and maybe this is just me because I know some of those songs from the radio, but there were certain pieces of music and scenes that they would play, and I just felt happy. Yeah, like classical gas. That's the one I was going to mention. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. 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 They're moving the dish, and they play classical gas, and you're just like, it fits perfectly. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. Yeah. And others. Yeah, and others, for sure. But uh, but yeah, this is this is a movie that it's it's uplifting. It makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. Made me feel good. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just and everybody is spot on in their performances and mm-hmm. the humor is just it's everywhere, but it's not broad. You know, it's yeah. 
It's mm-hmm. genuine, I think is what you call it. Yeah. Well put. Yep. Yeah. Well put. So, okay. So thank you for picking it. Yes, you betcha. And thanks for talking about it. Mm-hmm. So what do we have next? Mm. Next is a book. Ah, The Boys in the Boat. The Boys in the Boat by book. Daniel James Brown. Oh, love it. I love it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Good yep. stuff. A different time of, uh, wow, talk about when, um, you know, <laughs> we do this because it's hard. Sometimes yeah, it's, yeah. you have no choice. Everything's hard. <laughs> Everything's hard. Yeah. That kind of talks fun. about what, what that attitude or, you know, having to get through the hard stuff does. Yeah, yeah. Perfect follow-up, Scott. Wonderful. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. I'm All looking right. forward to it. Excellent. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk to you again soon. Back in a week. Yeah. And now Bye. here is our oh. national anthem. Hold on. I'm going to put my hand over my heart. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished guests, please remain upstanding for the national anthem of the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs>